Establishing a Daily Routine, a podcast brought to you by Soka and the Fatima Center. What relevance does a plan have for success in the spiritual life? Does hierarchy have anything to do with morning and evening routines? How does one handle the concern, I simply don't have time to pray? All this and more is discussed by Kevin Rorty in the 16th episode of Our Ladies Shock Troops. Praise be Jesus and Mary. I'm David Rodriguez, content director for the Fatima Center, joined again by Kevin Rorty in this episode of Our Ladies Spiritual Shock Troops. Kevin Ahsoka, thank you for joining us once again. Thanks, David. It's great to be here. And we'll dive right in from where we left off last time. If you'll start us off with a prayer, and we'll get into you know daily routines of our prayer life, of our spiritual life, how, how we can grow in the interior life. Veni Sanctus Spiritus, reple tuorum cora fidelium, et tui moris in eis in imeshende, emite spiritum tuum macrebuntur, et renovabis facem terre. Oremus, Deus qui cora fidelium, Sanctis Spiritus, illustratione docuisti, da nobis in eodem spiritu recta sapere et de eus semper consolatione gaudere, per Christum Dominum nostrum. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Santa Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostre. Amen. Sancta Teresia, ora pro nobis. Sancta Joseph, ora pro nobis. Nemini Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Amen. Uh, right. So, yeah, Kevin, I mean, last time we, we did get off on a, I would say, maybe slight tangent, but I think it was a very important one. We were talking about three things that, for example, married couples can do who want to grow together in the interior life. But uh, the big overall sort of picture that we started with was just how to sort of develop the interior life in terms of discipline, in terms of routine. And you mentioned how, okay, you've got your resolutions, and you mentioned the three main spiritual resolutions that we've already covered. And then you also started getting into, I think, just the routine. So I think if we can just kind of pick up where you left us off last time. Yeah, so uh, as you said, we, we started diving into routine, and we hit three things that couples can do together, and I would say as, as tying into their routine, being talk about their schedule with prayer, pray together, and talk about their prayer or inspirations that they have received. Now we'll dive into some of the practical things. We, we listed them all out last time, but we'll go through it again. Wake up time, lights out time, uh, what your habit tracking plan is, morning routine, night routine, when you'll do mental prayer, rosary, spiritual reading, how often you go to mass, how often you go to confession, fasting plan, mortification plan, and if and when you'll do any version of a day of recollection. So, and, and to reiterate, as we said last time, these are not, you know, meant to be set in stone by any means. They're going to be applied very differently for different people. But the general principles are good to at least consider to see the reality behind them and how we might integrate that into our own lives. So to start with, we'll go into the wake-up time and lights-out time. So a lot of this could be parallel with religious life in a way. We're not religious, you know, unless you are religious. But, you know, if you're not in religious life, you're not supposed to be like a religious, okay? You can't expect your life to be nearly as, you know, every hour regimented with a bell and all that, like Benedictines or whatever, okay? That would be unhealthy to try to be that exact without the community bringing that all together. But having a time you're going to wake up, 
even on a secular level, they talk about how important this is for your circadian rhythm, for your psychological health, um, on a natural level, let alone if you want to be able to pray, typically you're going to do that in the morning. But even if you're not going to pray in the morning, it's really important that you have some routine and order to start your day. If you're going to be a master at golf or you're going to be someone who's really regimented with your schedule or you're going to be really good in business or whatever it is, you need to have a sense of order. And that all always begins with the morning. So if you don't have some wake up time established, it doesn't, you know, a lot of times you say, well, to be this one, you have to wake up at 430 in the morning. You don't have to wake up at 430 in the morning. Some people are able to do that. You know, it depends how much sleep you need. Figure that out. People differ on that. But having a general time that you're going to wake up consistently, that your body gets used to waking up at, is going to really help you to wake up and be more alert. And then that ties into, you know, what we'll get into next, which is what your morning routine and night routine will be. And I'll I'll get into that in a second. So wake up time, that's one thing. Lights out time, same thing at night, especially at night. If you don't have a time you're aiming for, especially in our modern times, it's very easy to get sucked into like, well, I don't know what time I'm going to bed, so I'm just going to start watching YouTube videos or worse things or whatever it is and you just next thing you know it's like three in the morning or or whatever i know especially for young people or college students or whatever this this can happen quite frequently or you're just out with friends whatever it is if you don't have a general time you're aiming for you might just waste a bunch of time and then you're going to be exhausted the next day and then you're going to be behind on things and you're going to wake up late and you're not going to schedule your day you're not going to have any sense of order and you're going to run be running through things you know like a chicken with its head cut off and you're really living more on impulse and fear at that point because you're just running on adrenaline. What like what's pulling you in one direction? Like what's your bare minimum, your obligation you have to do rather than living with reason where you're proactive, where you're thinking, what are the ends of mine? How can I plan things out? It's kind of like someone who waited to the last minute to write a 10 page paper that they have to finish by tomorrow. They're going much more on adrenaline. And while they might finish and might even end up being a good paper, if they live their entire life like that, they will never achieve something great because they're not living intentionally. They're not living with a sense of this is the general direction I'm trying to live for. And the spiritual life, there's not going to be a sense like today's the day, like the, it's due today, you know, until you're dead. You're not going to have a due date. <laughs> Yeah. For it. So you, the only way you can do this is if you start to actually not live on pure adrenaline, last minute rushes, but actually proactively. You know, that's what I see with a lot of guys in particular that I know that I've helped work with. A lot of them, they don't have a spiritual life because they have zero sense of order and discipline in their life. They don't have any any structure. And it's like they don't even have the concept of having a calendar. Like if you're going to – someone says, hey, you want to get together sometime, let's put something on the calendar. There's no concept of that. They're just living purely on feelings. And like, and these are like mid-20-year-old guys. And it's no wonder – like, and these are Catholics. It's no wonder that like our society is just crumbling because – anyway, that's a, a tangent. No, I mean, but, I think what you're saying is really good. I mean, just a real simple theological bedrock principle is that grace builds on nature. So, I mean, that's an easy thing for everyone to memorize. Grace builds on nature. Uh, we all want to be growing in grace here. We want the spiritual life. It's like, let's say, the grace part, the supernatural part. But it is going to build on nature. And so I think the things you're hitting at right now, Kevin, are, are natural things. But if we don't get those natural things ordered, we certainly shouldn't expect the grace, the supernatural things to be ordered. 
it doesn't make any sense to have this very disordered life. You're saying, like you're saying, not regulated, uh, with no routine whatsoever, and then be like, oh, but I'm praying God's gonna like come in here and step in and fix things for me or make things right. That's the thing I see so much and so often. People have, they want God to sort of come in and do things and let's say fix things, if you will, answer their particular prayers the way they want, uh, and yet they're not even doing this sort of basic bare minimum as we yeah. say just with the routine. And yeah, I mean, for someone who doesn't have the routine, I would think that that is the most important and the first place to start with just your time to wake up and your time to go to bed. And of course, there's going to be some exceptions. You know, we're not yeah. saying it's yeah. a flexible rule, but do you even have that? I mean, if someone asks, you know, what's the time you normally get up? Do you have a time that you say, yeah. do you have a time that you are shooting for to go to sleep? Because just like the time to get up is more important. I, I tell this to my kids all the time. You know, they do have their wake up time. But I tell them, you're not going to get up at that time if you don't go to sleep at the time you're supposed to. So we often will start talking about what we do in the day just because that's when the sun rises and that's when we wake up. But actually, the way to get that started right is to get things done right the night before. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to get your bedtime right and you've got to be going to sleep so that, like you said, you, you get the best rest you can. So yeah, I, those two are really important. You, you've got to have those. And that's going to help you both on a natural level and then also on the interior life. Yeah, and you know, we want, like, we'll talk about penance as mortification all in a second here, but this is one of the best mortifications. If not, I would say this is more foundational. You know, I, I talk to people that want to do, like, you know, the full traditional, traditional Lent, eat, like, leaves all Lent, and, like, I don't know. I mean, and I'm not, I, I may be sound very harsh on it. I'm not saying everyone who does that is, like, crazy. You know, I think that there's definitely value in it. But very seldom do I find people who are, like, I'm really intense about that also understand the prioritization of, the interior life and it, like they're trying to grow in charity and, and understand like that's really what's that th- th- this is all about is growth and love of God and that the best mortifications are, you know, given by God and living virtuously, you know, like, like doing your daily duty, doing the simple yeah. things. You know, that, I mean, that's the thing. If you really think about the, the concupiscence that I think that is built into all of us, I mean, the only way you're going to get out of this is again, through a lot of habit, but everybody likes to stay in their bed you you like to sleep in so when it comes to time to wake up you want to stay a little longer in the bed as opposed to you know getting up when you're supposed to and then when it comes to the nighttime pretty much everybody likes to stay awake and do more so you always have to be fighting again as a dad i see that a lot more with my children it's so obvious in the young child you know they don't want to go to bed but adults are the same way. We, we yeah. want to prolong it. Like you say, watching dumb things on, uh, you know, keeping ourselves awake, our, our brain stimulated with, let's say, the, the, the visual screens. But you got to fight that temptation. I remember, you know, Father Rodriguez, the priest, he would always say things like, there is no saint who stayed in bed and didn't wake up on time. Like, yeah. Find that like this, you, you can't find that in the lives of the saints. I mean, they woke up. You know, you want to be a saint. Like the first step, he would say, you just got to wake up early. You got to wake up on time. You yep. can't stay in bed. No saint does that. So, you know, I know my children want to be saints, but I always remind them of that. Uh, you know, you, you can't be staying in bed. You're not going to be a saint if you're staying in bed. You know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's a way to get. You know, Saint Vincent Ferrer, he he writes in his. Oh, I forgot the name of the book. Um, the Spiritual Life, I think, is what it's called by Saint Vincent Ferrer. He I think it's a about, treatise on the spiritual life, right? That, that, that's it. Yeah, the treatise on the spiritual. Yep. Yeah. And he and he talks about the once the bell goes off for him or the alarm for us, get out of bed as if it's on fire and get on your knees and pray right away. You know. And there's definitely some like when you do that, there's just a there's something that happens and you're more alert when you wake up in the morning. I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy, but anyway. So that that's bedtime. 
rising time, lights out time, wake up time, whatever you want to call it. There's, it kind of caps the day and starts the day. Really important. So after that, now we'll tie in, we'll go into morning routine and night routine. So what are you going to do the hour before you go to bed? What are you going to do the hour that you wake up? I would recommend having this as automated as possible in the sense that you don't have to think about it. If every little decision you made every day you had to think about, you're going to exhaust your willpower and you're not going to be able to do the higher level things that you want to do, such as the spiritual life. And that's one of the problems that people have is with the spiritual life. Well, I'm going to pray, but I'm not going to plan out. I'm not going to develop the habit of when I do it or how much or whatever. And so you're just doing it on a whim. And that actually is harder because you're like, I feel like you always have this sense. Of, I feel like I should pray. And it was weighing on you rather than a clear, like, this is what I'm going to do. And I know I did it just kind of like, you know, the difference between Protestants who they, they can make an act, a perfect act of contrition, but they don't know if they did or not. Whereas Catholics, we have confession. It's like it concretizes. Okay. I know I did it. You know, this isn't the same thing. It's not a sacrament, but in the sense that it's concretizing, like I know what, I know what I've, con- I've committed to, to God to do and I've done it or I haven't, but it's clear. So, was, you know, the routine is important because, again, I don't know if people have really thought about this, but it really dawned on me. It was, it was like a revelation to me. Decision fatigue. It's yeah. a real thing. You alluded to that just right now, Kevin. Um, it does take energy and willpower to make decisions. Um, it requires something of us. You know, that's why when, for example, your room's mess and you've got to put everything in order, it's, it's tough because if you go through each item and you've got to make a decision on it, yeah. you get tired. That's this decision fatigue, the energy it takes us. So when you put it on a routine, as Kevin is saying, then we take out that factor of not having to think about it all the time, and it's just automatic. It's just what you're going to do. You know, this is, for example, and again, small parallel, but it's it's why one of the things, there's many reasons, but, you know, school uniforms. Kids who wear school uniforms, you know, they wake up in the morning. They don't have to sit there and think, what am I going to wear? Is it going to color coordinate? Is it going to clash? You know, are people going to make fun of me? I mean, all kinds of questions that run through your head and people who change outfits three times in the morning. uh, You can tell I got a lot of girls at home. Anyway. I'm like, like, yeah, it wasn't. Not such a big thing for guys. Two seconds, I'll go with this one. Um, But but it's true that if you just, if you already knew what you were going to wear, because, for example, you had a uniform or you knew, then there's no decision. You just put it on. You don't have to think about it. It's just automatic. So with this routine, uh, with many things, but certainly the spiritual life, the more you can turn into a routine, the more automatic it becomes. You don't have to think about those decisions, and you can focus on thinking about what really matters, like your meditation, like your prayer, like your union with God. Yeah, that's why I think that's so key for people to understand the, the beauty of the routine and why it is so necessary. Yeah, absolutely. And so some things... Like you said, you want it to be automatic. You know, one a very common one you can think of would be brushing your teeth. Like I hope most people like have that in the routine somewhere where it's you don't really think about it. You're just like, I know I need to do this as a part of like before I wind down and go to bed. But some things to take into account. I mean, in the morning, you know, a lot of people part of their routine they may not even have processes to go and get make themselves a cup of coffee or tea or something like that. You know, kind of stimulates them. Um, maybe it's it turn on the lights. I have a row, like as soon as I get up, I go on my knees, you know, and I pray, I do the morning offering. I recommend doing that like first thing as you get out of bed and then you go like, do you put on a robe or do you change right away? Or like just all of these things, think it through, map it out, write it out, seriously, think it through. And it'll just make your morning, put things in there that like I stretch in the morning, it gets me awake and I feel rejuvenated, you know, and then I go and pray. We'll put some things in there that that makes you feel okay. This is something I almost, I look forward to in a way. And it's very just like, Boom, boom, boom. It's just going to happen that way. I would recommend a few of the, a few of those things that helps you wake up and then prayer. 
put in, that's why I would do the meditation. I think it's the best time of day to do it typically because your mind is clear and you're free of distractions and you typically are going to have more silence in the morning. That said, doesn't work for everyone, but I would recommend as much as possible having that automated routine at night as well. You know, what are the last things you're going to do to wind yourself down that are going to help you calm down so you are going to fall asleep? You know, turning off technology, I definitely recommend that to the extent possible. If you have a hard time getting up in the morning, at night, set your alarm away from your bed. So you have to get up and turn it off, you know, away from your bed. If you have a spouse, and I mean, again, practical considerations are very different for different people. But um, that, that's just a, a typical recommendation uh, to really help you get out of bed. Yeah, no, um, I know this one priest who says that uh, if you hit the snooze button on your alarm, you've already lost the first battle with the devil. Like the devil's already got his hooks in you yeah. right in the morning and you haven't gotten out of bed. You know, another priest would say, you know, the very first thing you have to do, I think this comes even from the core of ours and others, but they would say, man, as soon as you wake up, I mean, the first thing you do is you're making the sign of the cross. You know, you're committing yourself to God. As you said, you're getting up out of bed, you're getting on your knees, you're saying a prayer. I mean, those are really important little habits to develop because again, yes, you want to set the tone for the day right. You, you don't want your first act in the day to be, let's say, an act of sloth in which the devil's got you, but an act of prayer, an act of praise and, and giving glory to God. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say you do about 15, 15, 20 minutes of kind of waking up and then 15, 20 minutes of meditation. And then I would say you have 15, 20 minutes of scheduling your day. Um, I have like a whole startup routine that I have just for like scheduling things, but that's, I have a lot of variables that I have to take into account, but just just look at your calendar and think what are the things that to do today. If you have, I, I recommend having a, a planner that so you keep track of your tasks. Don't just live on your pure memory. It'll create, it'll actually free you from feeling anxious. You'll have more peace because when something comes to you, you write it down, you write it on a piece of paper or you put it like I use a Google doc or something like that. You capture all your ideas and then you unload those ideas every few days or whatever into like tasks that you have on a planner or in a task management software or in your calendar or wherever, but just knowing that you have some kind of system. So if something comes in, you're like, oh, I know I got to do that. I got to remember that. If you have it out there, it's going to help you a lot. It's going to help you have order with your life. And then you're going to be able to prioritize because part of the spiritual life is developing order in your life. And that's understanding the hierarchy of things. You know, a buddy who's texting you about the game is not as important as like someone saying, hey, you know, this person's about to die. I need help with this. Or just simply praying. You know, there's, a, there's, a, it'll help you really think through what are the higher priorities in life, and am I actually prioritizing them? Does my calendar reflect that? And people who begin to do daily meditation very quickly realize a very important part of doing that, or foundational part or necessary preliminary, is to have order, to have a routine. Because if you don't have that, you don't have a schedule, you don't have prayer in a schedule. You know, if that's the only thing in your schedule, you're probably not using a schedule at all. And you're probably not going to take that very seriously if you don't take your other appointments or other things in your schedule seriously either. You know, so I would recommend scheduling your day in the morning or at night. Maybe you look at your schedule for the next day just so you're, you're thinking about your responsibility, really, to use your time well. And that's, I think, one of the biggest things when people say, I don't have time to pray. Why don't people don't even know what their time is being used on? They don't have time for anything quite frankly they're just being torn by the whims of other things not living as a rational creature you know if you actually do they actually think through how they're going to use their time you know or is it just by impulse or by like well i just you know the government if i don't go to this thing the government's gonna you know they're gonna take my house away or something it's like by fear you know it's not it's not a way to live 
Anyway, morning routine, night routine. Yeah, but the routine is so important, right? Because once you set it, and that's also why, again, the, the time you wake up and you don't want to hit that snooze button, because if you're doing something like, you know, Kevin was saying, where you've got a few minutes where you're doing some exercises, you're stretching, you're brushing your teeth, you're getting yourself ready, you're doing some prayer, and then you're kind of getting your day ready, you know, you probably also have in your mind that whatever, you want to be at work by 8 o'clock, or you need to leave the house by 7.30, whatever it is. Well, again, if you wake up late, then that's already carving that time. And sometimes those things are inflexible. You still got to be at work, let's say at eight o'clock. And so inevitably yeah. what you're going to do is, is you give up on those other things. Yeah. Uh, that's the natural tendency. We don't prioritize God as the most important because of that accountability, probably, you know, like your boss, let's exactly. say you're accountable. You got to be there at 8 a.m. You know, then they're going to look bad at you or you're going to get in trouble or you're going to get fired, whatever it is. So you're going to be there by eight. And if you wake up a little later, then you're just like, well, sorry, God, you know, you lose this time. I don't do my prayer. And that's certainly not right. Either. Well, and, and that's that's why we encourage accountability, because, you know, people say, well, I don't like accountability because it's like rigid or I want my spiritual life to just be personal or whatever. And I'm like, well, every like I guess that kind of person probably doesn't do anything, you know, meaningful consistently unless they have some form of accountability, like you said, because someone's in the office and they're going to know that you're late or you're not there. And they're actually that's that's accountability. They don't think of it as it, but it is right. That's the problem. You don't apply that word accountability to it, but it really is. Yeah. And Um, and that's human. You know, really in religious life, they play off this 100 percent. You know, we have to recognize that that motivation is like normal. It's a way of reminding our, our lower faculties of what we should be doing. So it's healthy for good things. And, and it, it sets that net that it's like a safety net of realizing the reality of this. Cause it's easy to just be like, well, this doesn't really matter. Like no one's going to know God knows, but you know, unless you have a very, you're in the higher, like in the limited stage or higher, you know, a lot of times we're not even aware of, of you're not even thinking from the perspective of what's God thinking, you know? And so let's not be proud or ambitious or think too highly of ourselves to think that, we don't need those lower motivations. We don't need the fear of the Lord or we don't need a social form of accountability to living a good life. Like that's, that's a dangerous road to start thinking ourselves too high for something like that, you know? Um, and even like those in religious life, like for someone to go become a hermit that was in a community takes years these days before anyone's allowed to go become a hermit on their own because, you know, it takes a long time to develop those right habits so they become that ingrained that, it's just second nature and you're doing it regardless of any other factors outside of your own interior. What about then? Um, what about the night routine? We've talked about the morning routine, the night routine. What do, what have you recommend there? What do you do? Yeah, well, I, I have tea. I like to have tea at night. It helps me wind down. And uh, I like to do a little meditation at night. Um, a, a, just a very simple meditation. Um, you could think of it like just the Jesus prayer that kind of allows thoughts to, to go away. Um, and then, you know, I, I, these routines often can change a lot too. For myself, they've changed a lot. They're, they're, they're almost always in somewhat flux, but um, still having some like clear idea. Right now, it's, I just do that. I used to have, I'd read a little book. Uh, I'd like to do fiction book or a, like I have back here, I've got stories, the little, the red book right there, like short stories of heroic deeds or whatever, you know, I'd read like a little five page thing of that. And that would keep me from thinking about a lot of things I might be anxious about or whatever. And it just helped me fall asleep. And then I try to, uh, the ideal would be uh, to fall asleep in the presence of God. You know, I'm uh, far from the ideal, I would say, but that's, there have been times where it's been a lot more 
fruitful than other times. Um, but those are some things that I've, I've found really helpful. Some other recommendations I've heard, you know, maybe doing some stretching, um, listening to you, maybe listen to Gregorian chant um, or something to kind of wind down. I personally don't like like a warm bath or shower at night. It just gets me more awake. Some people do like something like that. But I, I, I do think one of the most effective things is turning off the phone um, to start the whole thing. And then, like, another thing I use in both at morning and night is I have a robe. <laughs> I, I have a robe that I put on, and that's it's, a, it's sort of like, a extra, like okay, I'm starting my night routine. Turn off the phone, put on the robe, and now I'm like, okay, I'm going to make my tea. Okay, now I'm going to pray. Okay, now I'm going to brush my teeth. And now, okay, I'm going to go to bed and be in the presence of God, or I'm going to read a little with the, the lamp on, you know. So what the robe does is sort of like an external, like, okay, I'm I'm now in this, my night routine kind of mode. So think of those kind of things for yourself. You know, there's obviously a lot of uh, variety that can be put into that. Um, you know, maybe doing spiritual reading um, that could be fruitful. I, I I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't save, if that's a resolution of yours, I wouldn't save the minimal amount of your resolution for night because you might be really tired. You might fall asleep right away. You know, I myself am not, I, I have a hard time falling asleep. Um, I have to like really try to wind myself down. But some people, the opposite, like phlegmatics especially, will just they can be out like that. Uh, <laughs> um, so anyway, a lot of this comes down to your own personal um, situation and, and think through what might be helpful and experiment with it. That's that's totally fine, you know. Um, but over time, I think it, it becomes a comfort, you know, a small consolation in a way of like a, this is a security belt for me in my life. And I know, like, I'm just going to follow this and I can kind of look forward to, but it's also going to be healthy for me on a psychological level, on a practical level, and for my spiritual life, because having this this cap, in, you know, and start to the day, it's like it really, really does help. Oh, and the other thing would be examination of conscience. So something I, I have is um, we have two adoration chapels within 10 minutes of my house, 24 hours. So I, I start the whole night routine as I go. I drive to adoration, and I do my examination of conscience there, and then I drive back and you know, put on the robe and get the tea and all that. So, but there's, there's a lot of different ways you can do this. You may be going sure. for a walk or whatever. So, but again, just, I mean, a couple of things I would just really emphasize is one, I think the routines are important. I definitely have struggled. I struggle a lot more with the night routine than I do with the morning routine. And the reason for that, and I know myself about this is that I have a lot more energy in the morning. I am a morning yep. person. I know people talk about that too. You know, my wife is actually more of a night person. I'm more of the morning person, but you know, I can be one of those who when it's nighttime, I, I am just tired. And when you're tired and you're sort of exhausted and you sort of exhausted all your energy during the day with work and with all the different commitments you've got and the things you're trying to do and the kids that are running around, et cetera, uh, you, you can just be so tired that if the routine isn't there and the routine isn't set, that just, just kind of nothing happens. I'll even notice that, for example, I mean, people might notice this about themselves. You know, you, I will lose my temper. I'm more impatient. I'm a little bit crankier as it gets later at night. You know, the kids notice, right? So that's why it's important for them, too, to do their routine and to get to bed on time because then uh, dad becomes, they, they becomes more the rat. Yeah, dad becomes more unpleasant. Um, so, again, if you're like that and you're running out of energy at night, you know, you have less energy, then that routine is going to be so much more important so you can just slip into it. And then I think the other thing that is very important, and we just we do not give it sufficient credit today but you've mentioned it kevin and that's to to turn off all the technology 
you know, the video screen or the television screen or the phone screen, any of those things. I mean, all these things that are, I mean, I would say outside of maybe an auditory thing, like you said, like a Gregorian chant or even, uh, you know, some time ago, uh, a priest, because I was doing that thing. I, w- I would watch a YouTube video here, a YouTube video there, even if it was like a spiritual in nature. And a priest just told me, look, just why don't you just listen to something, listen to a, a good audio yep. book, for example. And you can go to sleep to that, David. That can put your mind to rest, but it'll definitely be a lot better for you both spiritually and even just on the on the purely you know physiological natural level because it's going to be better for you in terms of getting the rest that you need so i would say don't have the, the screen especially there is something and and i mean it is scientific too uh, about that that phosphorescence that luminescence coming off that screen from the phone or the, the computer or the television that uh, is not good it's not good for a human being to be going to sleep that way so yep totally Shut those things off. Don't make that part of your routine. Yeah. You know, that, that's not the time to be watching the Fatima Center's YouTube Rumble channel <laughs> or this Silka video. Don't do that's that. Right. Time. <laughs> that's right. Shame um, on you. <laughs> that's right. Well, Kevin, I think, uh, again, we've pretty much run out of time on this one. Yeah. So we'll talk. I mean, and right now we hit the routine more like the daily routine. But I think another thing for people just to keep in mind, and we can pick this up next time, is that the routine also has its sort of like weekly components uh, and monthly components. So, yeah. you know, even when we talk about like how often you go to mass, obviously we've got Sunday mass, but some people might incorporate. It's not necessarily part of their daily routine, but uh, another mass or two could be part of their weekly routine as well as confession, as well as some of these other things. So we'll pick up some of the daily routine in our next episode, uh, not the daily routine, some of just the routine in general in the next episode. And I think the other thing that we really, I'm certainly very interested as in, I was looking at the plan of life that you sent us or things like the predominant faults, uh, knowing your personal temperament, uh, this self-knowledge that we're going to need to grow in the spiritual life. So if you're looking forward to some of those topics that are coming up very soon, it's going to be some of those things, the, the predominant fault, your common faults, your temptations, and uh, your temperament. Yeah. Yeah. Let's look forward to it. All right. I'll go ahead and close. Uh, maybe just with the, with the Our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Pater noster qui es in celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum. Advenia regnum tuum. Fiat voluntas tua, secut in cielo et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum danovis hodie, et dimitin ovis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Gloria Patri, et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto. Sicut erat in principio, et nunc et semper, et in secula seculorum. Amen. Valeria Farama. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for watching. Kevin, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks, David. God bless, everyone. God bless. This presentation has been brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. For more resources regarding the spiritual life, the Catholic faith, and the message of Fatima, and to support our vital apostolate with a donation, please visit our website, Fatima.org, or call us at 1-800-263-8160. May all we do be for the greater glory of God and the salvation of souls. St. Mariana, the Lily of Quito, pray for us.